When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Before we get started, Kieran and I would just like to give our thoughts and prayers to the University of Virginia University, the football team, and the families of junior receiver Lavelle Davis Jr., junior receiver Devin Chandler, and defensive end linebacker Deshaun Perry, uh, who were all tragically killed in a shooting on their campus. The suspect whose name I'm not even going to fucking say, I'm not giving this guy the respect, not even respect, I'm not giving him the fucking attention, is a former teammate of theirs. He is in custody, and Virginia has canceled their game this upcoming weekend against Coastal Carolina. No word yet on how they will be handling the rest of the season. One, two, three. None of it matters. Texas A&M's going to go 8-4 this year. Half those kids are going to transfer. Are you sure? All right, Karen, how you doing, pal? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I'm intrigued to see how this season is going to go because it's playing out like it's going to be a shootout, and I'm, I'm all for it. I think this season, and we haven't really had like that. I mean, obviously Alabama fell, but we haven't had like the curse of the two like we did back in 2007. But I'm still enjoying the absolute fucking chaos that this season has been, even it's though so I've been wonderful. on the receiving end of it a lot. Yeah, but like honestly, you're lo- you're taking it in from a nice perspective because you're just like, yes, my team lost, but man, is this fun to watch. Yeah, I'm looking at it objectively, which is something yeah. I have not had the luxury <laughs> of doing, really. Like, I kind of did in 2019, but I was still upset about Tua going down. So I have not been able to look at college football objectively for at least most of my life watching it. because Yeah, seriously. Good few as, years at the minimum. Yeah, because uh, for those who don't know, Kieran and I are from the Northeast. There's not a lot of good football, college football to be had up here. So, nope, you didn't watch college football growing up, really, did you? Uh, yeah, no, I did. I watched it every Saturday. <laughs> every sa- No, but, like, rooting hard for a specific team. Oh, 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 yeah, no. Like, I'm having not... a rooting interest is more no, what I meant. like, I, I, I watched the local channel when Boston College was on, and that's about it. Yeah. And then I'd watch, I'd watch Alabama versus LSU and Michigan versus Ohio State. Like, that's who I'd watch. 
Yeah, but I wouldn't have any vested interest. Yeah. So yeah, no, sorry. That's what I, so <laughs> I didn't know. That's it's been a while since I've been, well, I didn't phrase it like that because I phrased it poorly, but yeah, it's been a while. It's nice. It's, it's a nice little thing to do. It, I still it's where I am every year <laughs> <laughs> by mid season. Uh, it's just to become another disappointment and you're just like, well, there's nothing I can do left, but enjoy it. That's fair. That's really fair. The first time I ever really rooted hard for Alabama was the 2012 national championship game against Notre Dame. Cause there was a kid and I'm not going to name names, but there was a kid in my homeroom who his entire family had gone to Notre Dame. He knew he was going to Notre Dame as a sophomore in high school and Alabama was playing Notre Dame in the natty that year. So I took his planner. The school gave us and wrote roll tide at every page for like four months. And then I waited until the last week of school and then wrote roll tide in big letters across the entire thing. He was pissed. I, I remember that. I can't believe, I can't believe you still remember that. That's insane. Yeah, I know. I'm shocked. I remember too, with all the concussions, but it, it was destiny that I then went to the university of Alabama. Truly. Uh, speak, we're talking about not having a rooting interest. You know, who does have a rooting interest in this Karen? Who? The Yukon Huskies. Who let's for the go first time since I don't even know when they are bowl eligible. I'm so and excited. It, it's incredible. They now bad news. They are not guaranteed a bowl game yet. It was 2015 last time they were bowl eligible, but because they became independent a few years ago, if they just have a six and seven win season. They are bowl eligible, but they do not necessarily make a bowl game, which is annoying. That you have to give it to them. Like, come on. How scummy do you have to be to be like, you know what? They're not good enough. Even if, even if they lose by a hundred, like, come on, let them, let them play it out. Yeah, no, I would rather see them in a bowl game than any other team in the country who's six and seven. Yeah. A hundred percent. Now I, I do think that they will get that seventh win to then make it. So they definitely get a bowl game, but if they don't, Jim Mora should still be coach of the year. Agreed. I, I understand the argument. Some people are making, uh, they're dropping. I don't even know who some other people are mentioning, but Jim Mora is 100% the man who should be coached here. He took a one-win team that hasn't won more than two games for like four or five years now, and he has them at six wins. Insanity. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, you, you, can't, you can't put a price on that sort of success because it's just – it's one of those things where – I don't want to call it like a Cinderella story because I mean they still lost plenty of games, but it's a it's a story that everyone can kind of get behind because everyone's known someone down in the dumps and they just need one good coach or one good person to really turn it around for them, and he's done it with uh, UConn. So I think I think you have to also, despite the losses, you have to accept the fact that what a turnaround in fortunes. Oh yeah. There are probably there are better teams in the country. Like Josh Heupel at Tennessee. Mm -hmm. They probably not more impressive. Well, their program was in shambles, but they won one more than one game 
with Pruitt. Like, right. They have had some minor success recently. UConn hasn't. Right. That's, I think, the, the, the factor that people need to, like, dwell on is that it's at, like, at, at Tennessee, you have – it's not necessarily you're the best team ever. You're not the Alabama, you know, of, well, this past decade. But you're – but you know how to win. You can win. You can have great runs, you know, deep into the season. But UConn has just been in tatters. And I, th- I think that's a more impressive feat than Tennessee being so good this year. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, UConn has been D1 FBS for 22 years. They have six bowl game appearances, maybe. I don't even know if that's going back before. Yeah, so they have six. This would be their seventh. They've made it with five times with Randy Edsel, once with Bob Diaco, and then Bob was the last one. And they're three and three, which honestly I would expect a lot worse out of UConn in bowl games. That's that's shockingly average. <laughs> as bad as that seems, it's it's very average. Any other team that would be an insult. Yes, but with UConn, that is, and yeah, high okay. praise. Okay, yeah, they beat Toledo in two thousand four. Okay, it's Toledo. Fine. They beat Buffalo in 2008. Okay. They beat Steve Spurrier in 2009 when he was the coach of South Carolina. Damn. That is it. And I know South Carolina was seven and six that year. It was not a great year for the Cox. But they went nine and five the following year and made the SEC championship. They. That's a really impressive bowl win for. South Carolina, or for Connecticut. Jeez, oh, why Why was South Carolina's alternate uniforms just dirty in 2009? I, I don't know what they look like. I'm just looking at the 2009 uh, Gamecocks Wikipedia page. Why are you showing me... I looked up 2009 South Carolina black alternates. I'm just seeing Tennessee. <laughs> oh, damn, they are. Damn, like, those are really cool. We are getting way off track, but yeah. Also, yeah, we are, geez, but oh, the, that's gross. Unrelated. <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. It's a Tennessee alternate. It's the Tennessee black alternate because this just showed up when I Googled South Carolina. Uh, oh, they're playing South Carolina. Like, metallic orange pants, a black jersey with an orange let numbering with a white outline, orange, like, uh, the thing, cuff, not cuff, collar, that's the word, geez, words are, with a white helmet. Hmm. That's gross. <laughs> Like, put a black helmet on it or something. Don't. Yeah. The Tennessee uniforms this year have been real nice. You got to admit, Kevin. That, like, smoky black that they had uh, when they're... Oh, who were they playing when they did that? Because it was the week prior to Alabama, I think. I can't remember who they were playing. But uh, 
they've had some clean uniforms this year, despite the fact that they're the their the color of their jerseys normally are horrid. Yeah. Okay. I will admit when Tennessee's main color is not that puke inside of a pumpkin orange, mm-hmm. it's not bad. It, yeah. It's not bad. It, it can work. It works. Also, they wore them against LSU this year. I just looked it up. Oh, thank you. No problem. But yeah, I mean, props to UConn. Proud of the Huskies. And they're going bowling. Yeah, I'm just going to speak it into existence. I don't they, care if they they're sh- not. They should just hang up a, a banner now. It does. It just say national champions. It doesn't matter if they don't even win their bowl game. Just hang it up in the rafters. I want to see it. <laughs> uh, just, and then have the governor of Connecticut say that they are the national champions. Yes, that's what yes. UCF did, and people just accepted it. I didn't say it. I declared it. <laughs> I I think we should just pick a random team to declare they're the national champions every year. Yeah, sure. Like, we'll, we'll keep it sane. Sure. But, yeah. like, it, obviously, if, like, a team dominates a national championship game, gets goes undefeated, then, yeah, they're our national champions. But if it's questionable, let's just pick a team. They're the national champions. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Perfect. Um, you know what coach has not been doing well, though, Kiernan? Well, yes, but I'll have you say it. It's Jimbo Fisher. <laughs> he lost to Auburn this weekend, 13-10, to 10, while making 22 and a half times more than Auburn interim coach Cadillac. Yikes. And on top of that, this is since number five Texas in 2010, the highest ranked preseason team to not make a bowl game. And this is the first ever losing season after a number one recruiting class in college football. They can't keep Jimbo around, can they? Uh, no, no, they cannot. Um, they, it has been so poor all year that the logistics of keeping him around would arguably be worse than having him just see out the season. Yeah. Was that a uh, slap as in like good fucking point or (laughs) no, I, I was just and my soda bottle kind of crazy, but like, I agree, but do you think they'll get rid of him with an $86 million buyout? Yeah, I think there's enough money floating around the boosters to to pull that money together. That's fair. I 100% agree. And he, I had a deal all offseason with two kinds of Texas A&M fans. One, the Jimbo truthers. No, we didn't pay for a recruiting class. Coach, kids just want to play for a coach that hasn't won a national championship in almost a decade and has a five fucking Waffle House menus in his hands while he's trying to call plays. And the other kind, which were, yeah, we probably fucking paid for the recruiting class. Get your money up. We have money. You don't. Deal with it. Okay. Hey, Texas A&M fans, prove it. Get your money up. Pay that fucking buyout if you want to have any chance, any, at being successful in the next five years. It's it's funny that you should mention that, Kevin, about, like, boosters 
or I, I think I mentioned it first, but you've mentioned it in the past about the boosters, like getting the money together. I get, I have not looked, but I'm willing to bet that there is a GoFundMe to raise uh, his buyout. <laughs> I'm willing to I'm willing to bet money on that, and I, I see you looking it up right now. Oh no, I am. I'm understand looking it up. Um, I'm not seeing one. Let's really? Fun me. I'm not. Course. I'm not gonna lie. I'm surprised at that. I'm. I'm genuinely surprised at the fact that there is no uh, GoFundMe. You know that has like three hundred dollars to it for 89 million or whatever left is is left on the buy yeah i mean saturday down south said it's time for a gofundme i don't know if anyone has done that yet but it also one of the things i saw was uh the second article when i put jimbo fisher buyout in quotes gofundme taylor swift's midnight's tracks describe texas a&m coaching (laughs) by startelegram.com we're gonna look at this kierdan fantastic the fort worth star telegram i'm not i'm not paying i'm not paying you guys for this shit um let's go come on so there might be gofundmes being made there something about jake gyllenhaal i don't care the state of texas a&m football team is karma which is one of them uh let's see Midnight yell practice, comparing it to Midnight Rain. No, the lyrics don't fit, but the title does. Fair enough. Lavender haze emanating from Fort Worth. Uh, This is just, this is hilarious. I don't think it's good, but it's hilarious. Uh, An Aggies game day this season is snow on the beach. Of their seven games, five of them decided by one possession. Yeah, they're really reaching for some of these. Oh, yeah, getting rid of Jimbo right now would require some real vigilante shit. Okay, I'm all I'm on board. I'm on board with this. Incredible. But no, it if they get rid of Jimbo, do you think that they will break the bank to bring a different high profile coach in? Or do you think they're gonna cut their losses and go, we are not paying someone else this much goddamn money right now we will give you a mcchicken and a studio apartment mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing chumba casino this year i was only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true chumba casino is america's number one social casino experience it's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from you too could win life-changing amounts of cash be like mary log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a it's winter time when temperatures go down the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them so don't risk a costly replacement stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the service guard appliance repair program from black hills energy it's peace of mind in a plan visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more uh definitely the latter i think i think that they should absolutely cut their losses fire jimbo 
and just say, look, I we have might not have the number one recruiting class, you know, last year or whatever. And, you know, people will definitely answer, uh, enter the portal after this. But the mere fact of the matter is, is, you know, I get somebody low key, maybe an offensive coordinator or, you know, uh, anyone and just say, look, we want you to rebuild this program to challenge the likes of Alabama, Georgia, excuse me, and, and and fight them. You don't even necessarily have to win, but you need to fight them. Yeah. Do you think Kevin Sumlin would come back? Ooh, he, he made a bowl game every year he was there. That's not a bad read because – but would he, though? But, like, no, would he, he take – he would not. Well, he then, I mean, is... what would be the point of offering – He's the coach and GM of the Houston Gamblers in the USFL. Also, I think AM fans would lose their shit if they brought him back, not in a good way, because he went to Arizona after was five and seven, four and eight, and then 0 and five in 2020. So I don't think they'd be okay with him coming back. But I have another proposition for a coach. Yeah. But Cannon, I hear what you're saying about like an a low-key guy, an offensive coordinator, defense coordinator, someone who isn't going to make headlines by having beef with Nick Saban, someone who's not going to go to war with Lane Kiffin, and someone who's not going to cost you $100 million to miss a fucking bowl game. I disagree. Really? I think Texas A&M was fun. It's what brought Jimbo Fisher, when he was still considered to be a good coach, to your school. When you had that swagger, when you're going into Brian Denny and beating Alabama with Mike Evans at receiver, and... I think they need to bring that back. And I think there's one man for the job. He's not doing anything since he was basically shunned from the NFL, the CFL, the fan controlled football league. He's ineligible to play in the XFL because of a prior arrest. Johnny fucking football. (laughs) Bring Johnny Manziel in. I don't care if it goes well or poorly. I think it'd be hilarious. That's, oh, fuck. That's a really good point. Uh, that would be so much fun because he has the, he, I mean, he has the Texas A&M mentality already. Oh, that's a good fucking pick. Honestly, I would, I might, not against Alabama, but I would like to see him do well as Texas A&M's coach. I, I would awesome. too. It would be so much fun. There would be imagine, a lot of backlash, but. Imagine having him and Mike Leach in the same conference. It, 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 it's a match made in heaven. It'd be electric. The The SEC West would be hilarious then. You'd have yeah. him, Mike Leach, Lane Kiffin, who seems to have cleaned up his act a bit, which makes it less fun. But still, yeah. you'd have Brian Kelly faking a Southern accent. You'd have Sam Pittman just being Sam Pittman, which is also unintentionally hilarious. You don't need and him they, to do anything. Yeah, you just need him to be himself. And then you'd have just Nick Saban being Nick Saban, which wouldn't be funny, but seeing him with all those other coaches at his conference would be hilarious. Yeah, it's it's like it's Nick Saban, the professional, serious, go-getting CEO type, and then all of the people around him and his managers are just fucking monkeys throwing shit around. <laughs> It'd be awesome. <laughs> Text a and hire Johnny Manziel. Please, please do it. It would be so much fun. 
that we just solved all their issues. We did. I also did. think it's not going to cost Menzel, a lot either. How much no, are you really, really realistically going to pay Johnny Menzel? He's not doing much. No, just match his rookie contract in the NFL. And also he comes from money. So I think he might yeah. just do it for the, I wouldn't say love of the game. I think Johnny Menzel loves money more than he loves the game, but Absolutely. still he'd do it for shits and giggles. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Either that, or he would ask for the most ridiculous call. He'd go, how much does Nick Saban make? Yeah, I want that. <laughs> and then they'd be like, no, Johnny, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and uh, he would just, he, he'd go, no, no, no. I, I can imagine how this conversation would go down. He gets into the athletic director's office. Hey, I want what, what Nick Saban makes. Gets a laugh. He goes, uh, you'll get, I don't know, a twelfth of that. And then Johnny Manziel will just be like, sold. Hey, that's an upgrade over the studio apartment in a McChicken that I thought they would offer. <laughs> you were, well, you, the, the deal that you were so courteously hand-suggesting hand to him. Yes. Uh, like, he master negotiator. <laughs> hey, he would still make more than um, Cadillac over at Auburn is right now with a 12th of that. Fair enough. So, uh more coaching changes, this time for a former Big 12 school. Nebraska, Matt Rule has been heavily linked to the Cornhuskers right now. And honestly, I don't hate it. I I think it's a good move for them because he has shown that he can build up programs. Look at Temple. Look at Baylor. And he would actually fucking recruit unlike Scott Frost. I am hesitant to go with Matt Rule, despite the fact that he has experience, he has plenty of experience. I am hesitant in the case that he was formerly a coach at, and please correct me if I'm wrong, Oregon, right? Or no, nope, um, now that I'm thinking about that, no, it's not. Uh, no, he was Oregon. Baylor, wasn't he? Yeah, he was at Baylor. He was yeah, at Temple and Baylor. Me. I'm I'm thinking of. Mario Cristobal for some reason. Don't know why, but sure. Anyway, regardless of that uh, unbelievable mess up, uh, the Big 12 hasn't produced a defense in ever. And I'm concerned because that's what the Big 10 is known for. It's known for low scoring games due to prominent defenses. Uh, there are plenty of offenses in the Big Ten that are uh, extremely productive, i.e. Uh, Michigan and Ohio State this year in particular. Uh, not so much on the Iowa Hawkeye side, as we've seen, but that is a matter, an internal matter for them currently. I, <laughs> But I'm more concerned about the defense aspect because like the Pac-12 and the Big 12 are just, you know, pass-happy ha pass offenses with poor defensive backs and defensive schemes to stop uh stop the passing game and they don't have to deal with i mean they do have to deal with the run obviously but like it's not a, a contributing factor so i'm concerned i'm not necessarily nixing the idea entirely i'm just saying you better find yourself a real good defensive coordinator and some really good defensive backs I, I mean, yes, I hear what you're saying, but also I have two points why I think 
Matt Rule might be the perfect candidate. One, who the fuck else is going to go to Nebraska? Oh, no, I agree with They're that. They're talking themselves into um, Urban and <laughs> yeah, Dion. Do Dude, neither of them are fucking going to Nebraska, pal. Urban, I could see more than Dion Sanders. Dion is not ever stepping foot in the state of Nebraska. I can guarantee you that. Urban Meyer knows what it's like in the depths of November in the freezing cold Arctic that is Nebraska. I mean, it's no better in Ohio State. But Deion Sanders is primetime beachfront property type guy. There's no chance he goes to Nebraska. Or just not the cold, because I mean, Jackson, Mississippi does really have primetime beachfront property. But okay, that you know what I mean? It's, yes. It's Florida uh, but, versus Nebraska. I would argue that even I would want Florida over Nebraska. Yes, but also I think another, because you mentioned how the Big Ten is really known for ground game defense. Yes, you have Ohio State now who's starting to open, who's started to open up the passing a bit more the past two years. But the SEC for the longest time was run the ball and defense. You had some teams that liked to pass before, but not a lot. It started passing more. And then you had Urban come in with the spread offense, completely dominated the SEC for a few years until everyone else caught up. Matt Rule could potentially do that in Nebraska. Now, mm-hmm. they already do have a bit of a head start because Michigan has played teams that do that in bowl games and against Ohio State. Ohio State's already doing that. But for the most part, I think if you went in there with like a fucking air raid offense, it could be very effective very quickly and then suddenly stop being effective after two years. So what you're saying is that they should hire Mike Leach. Yes. Okay. There are some rumors that he's coaching for his job this weekend too. I think yeah. that'd be a mistake because I same, same question. Who else are you going to fucking get? Yeah. But no, please, please. I, I, I mean, I just I looked up um, to go back to Jimbo, which is the point of this topic. They're playing UMass <laughs> this weekend, and I, I pray they lose. I want Please. to see UMass beat Texas A and M, and fucking Jimbo's Fisher Fisher's head will be on a bike by the morning. Like, UMass, you could barely run onto the field without tripping over yourself. You're down fourteen nothing at kickoff. Please, just for one weekend, figure out how to play football. I don't care if you... I do not care if you have to inject every player with HGH and steroids for the rest of this week. You film the Aggies' practices. Do whatever the fuck you have to. I don't care if this win gets vacated in two years. I just want to see the reaction if UMass beats Texas A&M. It would be... Oh, it would be... It would arguably be the best game in football all year. It would break my brain, and I would love it. Uh, yeah. It's it's funny, actually. Uh, I didn't realize that Texas A&M was playing UMass, and uh, UMass is actually going to be playing Penn State next year. And I texted my brothers, who both went there, and I said, hey, guys, do you want to, like – come out to the game like we'll all go to penn state we'll all have a you know have a whale of a time or whatever and my mom was in this group chat and she goes penn state is playing umass 
that doesn't seem really fair. And I said, I never said it was fair. I said that they were playing. <laughs> oh, I work with a woman who like whenever Alabama's playing a not great team or like another game team's not playing, like they're playing a cupcake game. It's like, well, that's just unfair to the kids. Like that. What about their health? What about their state? Like, bitch, I don't care. I want to see Alabama hang 70 on Southeastern Missouri school of the mines or some shit. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I want to see Bryce Hunter for 10 touchdowns. I don't don't even know if there's mining in Missouri. It's the first state I thought of. And I couldn't say Colorado School of the Mines because that's a real place. You could maybe West Virginia School of the Mines. That would make sense. Wyoming, Uh, Utah, anywhere there's mountains. Would be West Virginia Coal Miners College. Yes, fine. Uh, but no, it's not a no, school no, it's of the co- mines. It's, it's, it's not called coal miners anymore. They're mineral extractors. Well, no, it's like <laughs> maybe the people want them to change that name, but it's like the schools that have all those really racist mascots that they should have changed 10 years ago. But like, well, our history, that's what the West Virginia coal miners college is. It's well, it's our history. Fair enough. Except I don't think I don't think coal can be racist. Have you ever seen the miners come out of there? They're all wearing black eyes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this week on bits that will be cut. <laughs> this week on probably not. <laughs> no, I know. I hope it isn't. So with we've mentioned how fucking crazy this year has been. Uh, do you think, Kieran, this might be the year we see a two loss team in the playoffs? Absolutely. Absolutely. I have no doubt in my mind that uh, if, well, the thing with it is, is that the first thought goes to Alabama, right? It's the assumption that despite their losses, uh, they've been both been close games, won by a field goal or, you know, a point Uh, that they, despite their, mishaps and their setbacks they're still a good team they still have the best coach in college football none of that has changed uh i would think that tennessee and tcu would need to drop off significantly like they'd both need to lose their next two games and uh who's currently ahead of them there's usc tennessee Uh, ahead of alabama yeah, ahead of Alabama because USC, LSU, Tennessee, TCU, Michigan, Ohio State, Georgia. Yeah, so LSU and Tennessee would both need to lose both their the last two games in order for that for Alabama to have a realistic chance of getting in. I don't think it's implausible that that happens. I think it's improbable, uh, but it, but like I. It's possible that a, a, a different two win team gets in. I mean, I could, you could make the argument for uh, a ten and two TCU. Uh, you can make an argument for a ten and two um, Tennessee team because they beat Alabama, so therefore they should technically get the benefit of the doubt if it's between those two. You know, say five and six. So I don't think it's. Imp- possible or implausible but i do think it's improbable that it will happen uh but crazier things have happened so let's let's i'm not gonna 
I think at this point it's impossible. I think Georgia would have to lose its last three games, including the SEC championship. That's not happening. They're not losing to no. Kentucky and Georgia Tech. No, they're not. Uh, Ohio State and Michigan is getting at least one more win, depending on who wins the game. Right. And if Ohio State wins the game and then loses the Big Ten championship, then Michigan will just get in with one loss, even though they didn't play in the conference championship. There's precedent set for that. Uh, if TCU loses their last two and the Big 12 championship, then Tennessee will move up with like an 11 and 1, 10 and 1 record. Uh, LSU is probably not. USC, because LSU is probably going to lose the SEC championship. South yeah. Carolina would probably move up if all of that happened before Alabama. If all that happened, Clemson, who's right behind Alabama, will probably move up if they don't lose. Or UNC wins out and beats Clemson in the ACC championship, then they'd move up. Yeah. But so I I don't think it's Alabama. I think if LSU wins out and runs Georgia off the field in the SEC championship, then I could see them getting in. But I still think it would be like an 11 and 1 Tennessee. Yeah, that, I think that would make more sense. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. So I, I don't think this is the year, but also I cannot wait till the 12-team playoff to watch everybody's heads explode when an 8-2 and two Alabama gets in and then goes to the national championship. <laughs> uh, it, it's going to be fucking amazing because everyone who's been complaining for years about how Alabama gets a benefit out all the time, it, oh, it's, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, no, I, I, I think it is. It's great for the teams that are getting in, but it's pointless for the rest of us because – it's like, yeah, you're in the college football playoff. Guess who, you know, number three has to face off against number 12 and the first two top two teams get a bye. It's like, congratulations, you're facing a batter. You're facing, uh, let's just say, for instance, the Wolf Pack gets in. Great. You have now to face a 11 and or a, a 10 and one Georgia team. That's just coming off of a loss in the SEC championship game to the to Alabama. How do you think you're going to fare in that sort of scenario? <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it would also be hilarious to watch a game where, let's say, Ohio State stays at two, and then you have the tenth team who right now is, or the eleventh team right now, or the eleventh team right now is Penn State. Some years let's it's going to be let's like take LSU. Him. We got him. We got him this year. It'll be like. LSU or 
UCLA, and they're, I think those games are going to be at-home teams. It's going to be so funny to see one of these SEC teams go to Columbus in the middle of winter. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, that's the whole thing with you, uh, UCLA and USC joining the Big Ten. Uh, like, when that was first announced, the first thing everybody said was uh, – actually, I think even before it was announced, and it was only just rumored at the time uh, – the first thing people even said was, yeah, good luck to the South California kids who are going to go up to fucking Minnesota in the end of uh, November and have them play, you know, fat fucking chance they win. Yeah, no, it, it'll end badly and it'll be so funny. I saw it's like it was a Big Ten game, blizzard, yeah, jumbo set power eye. Yeah, the whole game. Keep running it. Like, th- those teams aren't going to win. No. No chance. But we just spent extensive time talking about the cultural playoffs. Kennedy, you want to go into this week's cultural playoff rankings? Let's go. Also, I don't think we're going to go over the tailgate rankings. I think we'll just post those on social media. I feel like last week we just ran through them. So we'll just social media thing, and then that's it. But first up. Number 25, Cincinnati. Number 24, NC State. 23, Oregon State. 22, Oklahoma State. And 21, the Green Wave. Uh, no real issues here. Yeah, yeah. Like I think we've said this pretty much uh, all year is that, you know, it doesn't really matter. 25 through 21 doesn't really matter. Yeah, at this point, no. Plus also, and I said this last week, I think it's weird unless you're one of these teams or one of the teams that just missed having strong thoughts on 21 through 25. Right, right. Uh, Next up, number 20, UCF. Number 19, Florida State. Number 18, Notre Dame. Number 17, Washington. And number 16, Usula. Ken, does it piss you off seeing Notre Dame at 18? (laughs) Are we going to get into it like we did last week? (laughs) Yes, I also sent you, we're going to talk about this real quick. Because last week I had a rant about how ranked, if you play a ranked game and then they drop out of the rankings, that should still count in terms of like a plus on your resume. Because if you knocked them out of the rankings or they were running through everyone, got to you and then fell off, then I think it should still count for something. It still is a good win. Fine. But I love the mental gymnastics from Sam Block, who we have talked about on the show before. The biggest homer I've ever seen for Ohio State. Tweeted today if Twitter would cooperate with me. One of the weirder concepts in CFB is when you beat a team, they move down in the rankings, making your win over them less impressive. Penn State is 11th right now. If they didn't have a loss versus Ohio State, they'd probably be 8th. So Ohio State really has a win over the number 8 team. Great W. What are you talking about? Yeah, it that's garbage because not only have we not been ranked eighth all year, um, we got knocked out by Michigan that knocked us back to, I think, 16. And then we jumped up against Minnesota to 13 and then got back knocked back down to 14 or 15 or something like that. So it's like all we are is between 10 and 15 and you're claiming that you beat a number eight seed. No, you didn't. You beat a middle-of-the-pack team in Penn State is what you've done. So congratulations on that. But it's really not that big of an accomplishment. 
Yeah. I, I mean, actually, you know what? No. Alabama beat the number six team in the country when they beat Texas A&M. There you we're go. Gonna, Perfect we're going to run it with that. Yep. Uh, even though they weren't ranked number six. But if you can just pick and choose what rank win you're going to claim, then I'm just claiming number six win for Alabama. Oh, yep. and in 2014, in the first college football playoff rankings, Mississippi State was the number one team. So Alabama really beat the number six and the number one team in the country this year. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, numbers well don't done. lie. Well Women, done, Alabama. Number, number one seed with two fucking losses. Uh, number 15, <laughs> Kansas State. Number 14, Ole Miss. Number 13, North Carolina. Number 12, Oregon. And number 11, Penn State. Kiernan, do you go. have any, any thoughts on this? I have some strong thoughts. I actually don't um i think maybe north carolina should be where penn state is like penn state and north carolina flip I, I i think unc is too may uh at unc is like pulling his own so yeah unc is too low i also think we mentioned clemson's number nine i think both are too low they're both one loss teams both losses came against notre dame UNC played better against Notre Dame, so UNC should be higher than Clemson. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, next up, number 10, the Utes. Number 9, Clemson. Number 8, Alabama. Number 7, USC. Fake USC. It's Southern California. Number 6, <laughs> LSU. And number 5, Tennessee. Um, I, I, think, I think Alabama's a little too high, honestly. I don't think they should have jumped Clemson. I know Clemson lost badly to Notre Dame, but they are still 9-1. They have still looked... Well, they haven't looked good, but they... Uh, you know what? Actually, I've talked myself out of this. Fuck Clemson. They should be down in, like, the teens. They should be They should be 14 behind North Carolina. Fair I've enough. talked myself out of Clemson being above Alabama. There you go. That was quick. Will that take you all five seconds? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. My so, okay. So Clemson down to 14, and everyone shift up one. Yes. Cool. Or flip North Carolina and Clemson. Uh, I'll go with either. Um, yeah, that's fine. I also feel like, and I understand they beat Alabama. I feel like LSU at six is kind of ridiculous. Yeah, it is slightly. They, they've they scraped by in most of their wins, apart from like cupcakes and things like that. I don't think that's fair to put LSU at six. They're not the 2019 Joe Burrow Esque or 2020, rather, I should say. Was it, it was 20, yeah, it was 2019. It was 2019. Yeah, was, yeah, sorry. No worries. Uh, I mean, also, I think I, I was also wrong. I said Jimbo wouldn't work on the SEC, it's working out pretty well. But I mean, come on, they beat Arkansas by three, and people are gonna say that, oh, Kevin, well, they beat Arkansas by three, but it was on the road and it was cold out. First off, it was fucking 40. By game time. That's not that cold. Second it's, of all, it's Al- cold for the boys in Louisiana. It is. Second of all, Alabama lost to them by one in overtime in Death Valley at night. So either yeah. they were overranking their win against Arkansas or were overranking their win against Alabama. Or Death Valley is not that fucking intimidating of an environment. It's Oof. one of those three. You can pick one. Arguably, three is worse. <laughs> three is the worst. It's also yeah. the most wrong. Well, yeah, I'm. I'm not saying it's not. I'm not saying it's wrong, but or whatever. But I'm just saying, like, 
having, especially for fans, it's like, oh yeah, you know, you know, you don't come into our house and beat us and blah, 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 blah. And then it's like, yeah, we, we only just lost, you know, because of Bill O'Brien's immaculate play calling. I fucking hate Bill O'Brien. Also, I mean, Alabama hasn't really had issues with LSU in Death Valley. I mean, I think Alabama has more wins in Death Valley than LSU does in the entire rivalry, which is really saying something. Yeah, right. Uh, but but no, I mean, I don't I don't really have any issues besides those, which is there were some big issues I had. So I have some big issues with the top ten. Um, next up, number four, TCU, number three, Michigan, number two, Ohio State, and number one, Georgia. I want Michigan to beat Ohio State so fucking badly. Just because, as I mentioned, Sam Block, I want to see the mental gymnastics he goes through that Ohio State should still be the number one team in the country. Because he thinks they should be. He thinks it's ridiculous to say otherwise uh, if they lose to Michigan. Yeah, I, I would love to see Michigan beat Ohio State. That And that's just from a Big Ten perspective. I don't even need to, like have a you know a third party objective view of this i just prefer michigan to ohio state i i think it's really possible i think ohio state couldn't get the ground game going against northwestern michigan state's a lot beefier up front they have a better defense and their ground game is way better than northwestern's yeah if if it's drizzling a little bit so cj stroud can't sling the ball around Michigan, easy money. Yeah, yeah. I, it would it would be an enormous upset for for Michigan to lose that game. Yeah, is that game in Columbus this year? Uh, you know, I don't know. I think it is, but uh, let's look it up to check. Yep, it is in Columbus. Even so, still, I. Yeah, even still, I mean, it's November 26th. Like, it, I don't, the, and maybe the, this is just the pe- the Penn State in, you know, disappointment year after year, but, like, the games after Thanksgiving have a much lower attendance than the rest of the year. I mean, right now I'm looking at the weather. I don't see up to Saturday for the 10-day forecast. But Thursday and Friday, it's supposed to rain. I would love it if that rain carries over and a Saturday gets pushed back a day. And we see if Ohio State really, if that was really a fluke game or if Ohio State is just not who we thought they were. Yeah. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be a real fun day. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be watching the Iron Bowl and probably getting drunk. Um, I But one in four, I don't have an issue really with one through four. Right now. No, I don't either. It's it it makes sense. I mean, the the undefeated teams should get the top four spots. You are exactly right, Kiernan. And that is why I just saw a map of this earlier, the only undefeated or not a map, but a list of the undefeated teams. And let's see, let's see what kind of shenanigans we can pull. Uh ah, damn it. I can't find it. Oh, the Pittsburgh State Gorillas are eleven and 0, Kiernan. Let's put them in the natty. <laughs> do it have them beat georgia the b3 oh d2 pittsburgh state gorillas let's put them in the natty i would i want to see that yeah absolutely 
send them. Like, what, what does it matter? What does it matter? I mean, it, it's an extra. It's an extra game. You can play George's, uh, you know, freshman side, and they'll be fine. I have a, a an idea, Kieran, and hear me mm-hmm. out. Every year, we take the fourth ranked team, okay. and we pull all the media members, and we have them pick the worst team in college football, and we have number four and number one hundred thirty one play. If 131 plays and beats four, then they're in the college football playoffs. Yes, agree. Make it happen. I think that'd be now. hilarious. That would be funny. I have some really dumb ideas that are impractical in every sense of the word, but they but, would be awesome. Yeah, but like as 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 bad as this sounds, it's not intended to be bad, but college football is a show. It's meant to be a show, and that's what the people expect. And if one thirty-one can knock off four, they should absolutely be in the in the college football playoff. I also think it'd be funny because we would see one of two things: we'd either see a blowout, yeah, a really close game where the hundred thirty-one is pulling out all the stops and all the trick plays as they should. That like th- that would be awesome. Yeah. It, it's a win-win-win no matter which way you look at it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this this is how... Karen, they should just make us in charge of college football and we would fix it. Even though it doesn't Absolutely. really need to be fixed. There are no real no. issues with it, but... No, I, I... no, But we would add the zest, the je ne sais quoi to it, you know? Uh, exactly. That, ex- that extra level. Like, it's fun. It's exciting. It's, it gets people amped. And then we're going to add a little bit of extra seasoning on it to really mess with things. Shit, we might be able to get the Northeast market that has eluded college football for so long. Just by making it an an absolute shit show. Yeah. All right, let's get into the Week 11 review. Uh, First up, we had TCU at Texas. Aaron had TCU 45-27. I had TCU 35-28. TCU won 17-10. So that was a push. Or actually, TCU covered because Texas was a seven-touchdown or a seven-point favorite for some fucking reason. But the under hit, so I get a win there. Kiernan does not. Next up, Arizona State at Washington State. Kiernan had or had Washington State 25-18. I had Washington State 33-25. Arizona State won 28-18. So they covered. And the under hit, so Kiernan won that one. I really shouldn't have just gone for a push on everything on that <laughs> one. Next up, Texas a and at Auburn. Kiernan had Auburn 35-28. I had Auburn 25-22. Auburn won 13-10. So that is the under, and I got it by the skin of my teeth. Uh, that was a shit show of a game. It was awesome. Uh, next up, number 23, UCF at number 17, Tulane. Kiernan had Tulane 34-27. I had Tulane 38-20. UCF won 38-31. So nobody got a win there, which brings our total standings to 22-17. Kiernan, congrats, Kiernan. You're still winning. Yeah, but it was a bad week. It was a bad week, buddy. I got one win two weeks ago. (laughs) You got three. I got one. And Alabama lost. That was a bad week. (laughs) Yeah. Fair enough. All right, time to get into our week 12 preview. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. First up, we have number 22, Oklahoma State at Oklahoma in Bedlam. Uh, kickoffs at 730 at OU Memorial Stadium in Norman. Norman. Can't talk today. Uh, OU minus seven and a half with a 64 and a half over under. Kiernan, who are you rocking with in Bedlam this year? Uh, I'm going to have to go with the home team, but uh, I'm going to go with a rather low scoring affair of 24 to seven. Uh, 17, excuse me, 24, 17. Oklahoma, 24, 17. Yes. All right. 24, you Muppet, not 25. I meant 24. I heard you say 24 twice, and I still got that one wrong. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Go Oklahoma State, 42, Oklahoma, 35. Why not? Next up, number six, USC at number 16, Usula. Kickoff is at eight at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. USC is a minus one and a half with a 75 over under. I'm going to go with, I think these numbers might be wrong. I think, yeah, they are wrong. My bad uh, for the number rankings. Yeah, that's fine. But it's fine. I'm going to go with UCLA. 24 to 22. Oh, I love the pick. See, I was, I think I thought you were going to go USC. I was also going to go UCLA and I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it just, uh, do I want to go the over on 75? That seems high. Uh, I won't. I'll do uh, UCLA 31, USC 30. Okay. I'll I'm gonna, check. I'm gonna see if we can get the spread. I want to see it. <laughs> or don't yeah, cover I mean, it. I mean, wait, did you say USC? No, I said UCLA. Well, USC is the favorite, so they would be covering. Yes, they don't cover. Well, if UCLA wins, then they don't. USC can't cover. Either way. Okay, moving on. Number ten, Utah. Number twelve, Oregon. Uh, it's kickoffs at ten thirty in Outson, Eugene, Oregon. Oregon's a minus three with a sixty-one and a half over under. Kiernan, who do you have? Uh oh. I'm going to have to go with the home team again. Uh, Oregon 34, Utah 28. I think Utah, I, I think Oregon's been hot after that beating from Georgia this year. But I got to go with the Utes. I'm going to go Utah 28, Oregon 20. All right. Next up, we are running out of 
uh, Rattlesnake Memorial picks here. There are only a few left in the year. We're going with Houston for one of these. Houston at East Carolina. Kickoffs at two at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium in Greenville, North Carolina. ECU is a minus six with a 67 over under. Kieran, who are you rocking with? Uh, fuck, I don't know. I, I'm probably going to go with ECU. Uh, ECU 28-21. That's fair. I have no idea who I'm picking for this because I picked against Houston earlier in the year and it did not go well for me. Yeah, see that that was kind of the dilemma I'm having here. But I was like, oh, do I go with the do I go with the home team here, or because I was kind of conflicted on that. So yeah, that's fair. I just mean, go opposite me and let's have a, uh, let's have a time. Fair. Oh, it was the Memphis game I picked against Houston. That was oh, I was. see. Uh, yeah, let's go Houston. Fuck it, Houston twenty five. ECU. I don't know why I'm only picking in the twenties. Really, Leslie. Yeah, that's uh, weird. Eighteen. Why, why the fuck not? Uh, I also think Houston's defense has been playing well lately at, at times. Uh, so I, I like Houston in this one, actually. And that's it. There's our picks for this week. Uh, it's running out of time for me to finish my comeback. I've been coming back all year after going 0-4 week one. But there, it, was, there was a time, like week six and seven, where it was, it was like, oh, this could get real close. And I think i might have edged him just just enough to like be safe but you know you never know if you could have a, a win of uh four in a row so we'll see yeah i mean i'm trying to see because i week five i took the lead had it for week six t- and then you tied it up week seven and then you've just been running away with it since so not great uh, Kenny, you want to talk some Heisman odds? Yeah, I do. And it's a little bit of a rant, uh, if you don't mind me going into one. So well, it's generally my thing, but yeah, I'll, I'll allow it this time. Y- you're, you're welcome to, to interject if you have, uh, some, some other, uh, other points, but the current top five Heisman candidates are CJ Stroud with 51, uh, 54, uh, total points for eight first place votes. You have Hendon Hooker with a QB from Tennessee, 49 total points for first place votes. You have Drake May, who has been absolutely tearing it up this year with 29 points and zero first place votes. And the rest of them are zero first place votes from here on out. Caleb Williams, USC, 24 total points. Stetson Bennett, 11 total points, zero first place. And then others receiving votes. You have Blake uh, Corum from Michigan, nine uh, Michael Penix Jr., two, Max Duggan from TCU, one, and Bryce Young, Alabama, one. Now, I would like to point out that I did uh, assume at the beginning of this season that Bryce Young was going to win, but based on how bad his odds are right now, I'm regretting that decision. Anyway, I wanted to point out something about the re- kind of the ridiculousness of the Heisman odds. So I did a little digging into their uh statistics and i wanted to bring something up specifically around stetson bennett because uh i basically took the uh top five uh current uh, heisman odds and 
I also took Blake Corum as well because I wanted to to basically put Blake Corum's stats up against Stetson Bennett's. Now Stetson Bennett has thrown for 14 TVs or participate uh, been a part of 14 touchdowns. He has five interceptions, 2,895 yards. Now I wanted to figure out how much Stetson Bennett is contributing to his team's overall score. Now, Georgia has scored 406 total points. Of that, he has his 14 touchdowns, so six points, equates to only 21% of the total points scored for a team. Now, 21 points from one player does seem like a lot. But let's go up to the current uh, number three, Dr- uh, Drake May. Drake May. He currently has 34 touchdowns three interceptions, 3,412 yards, and UNC has currently scored 401 point. Drake May has contributed 51%, 51% of the total points scored for North Carolina. 51. No other current player has 51% of the total points scored from one player either throwing the touchdown or running the touchdown. The other thing I wanted to point out is Blake Corn. He needs to be higher. He has scored 17 touchdowns. Now, granted, he's a running back. He doesn't touch the ball as much as a quarterback does, and he never will. But that's not the point. He has zero fumbles. He has not let the ball hit the ground. He has 1,350 uh, uh, yards total yards and of the 414 points that Michigan has produced, he's produced 25% of those points. That is more than Stetson Bennett. Surely by the amount of point of points that he has participated in getting for their team, he should be ranked higher than Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett is not even the best. He's he out of, the college football passing complete stats, the leaders in passing touchdowns and yards, I had to go to page two. So after 50 other quarterbacks, Stetson Bennett then ranks, and he only has 14 touchdowns. How is he even in the consideration for Heisman candidate? He surely isn't that good if he's not even producing He's not. He's below Will Levis from UK. He's below Peyton Thorne from Michigan State, Tommy DeVito from Illinois, Daniel Richardson from Central Michigan. Central Michigan. He's the he's the quarterback of the number one team in the country, and he's produced twenty only twenty one percent of the team's total points, and yet he's somehow ranked number five in the Heisman odds. That is a ridiculous. Ridiculous assertion. And that's my rant. He's the best, not the best. He's the quarterback for the best team in the country. So that's why. That's why he's number five. That's how it always that's how it's always been. No. If you're like the star player on the offense of the best team in the country, you're gonna get Heisman odds. Good Heisman odds. Also, I do have an issue with how you calculated percentage of points. Sure. What's what's the what's the issue? So you calculate it with Stetson Bennett for 14 touchdowns. Mm Mm-hmm. He has 21. He has seven on the ground. 
Oh, sorry. I was doing passing touchdowns only then. Drake May has 39, 34 passing. Okay, so I did. I did. So the the numbers are going to be a little higher. But still, I mean, that would arguably make Drake May more, more effective. Yes, across the board, they're going to be higher. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying you came to the wrong conclusion. I'm just saying that they're the percentages will be higher granted. And I also did, did not take it. It it was a quick calculation I did before this thing. So it granted, it didn't take into account um, the extra points and field goals being kicked by the kickers. So granted this equation could use a little fine tuning, if you will, but the point remains the same, despite the fact that Stetson Bennett has uh, seven total rushing touchdowns does not, it, does not diminish from the fact that Drake may has 30, uh, 34 passing touchdowns and an additional five running touchdowns. So, I mean, you're the, the, the difference in 2% is, is going to be minimal in this instance. Oh, like I said, increases everything across the board. Right. Uh, it, I don't have an issue with the conclusion. I just pointing out that. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. I should, I should have clarified that at the beginning, but anyway, fair. Um, yeah, no, I agree with you. I do think, and some people would point out that 2015 Derrick Henry, someone else probably should have won the Heisman. A lot of people like pointing to Christian McCaffrey. Uh, but no, it it's an issue with college football. If you're a face of a winning team, you're going to get votes. You're going to have good odds. Now, nobody in their right mind should be betting on good old Stetson. Oh, absolutely not. But, you know, five bucks. Get some hope for a long shot. Hope he really, really turns it on uh, late in the season. Sorry, I got a notification on my watch. Oh, no, Tatum. And I thought Jason Tatum got hurt, and I was sad. But no, he just, <laughs> he just missed a dunk. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Georgia, though, I, Karen, I would like to take the end of the show to point out that I was wrong. I said this year that Georgia's defense was going to be good but it wasn't going to be as transcendent as it was last year. Through 10 games, they have allowed nine touchdowns. Damn. That is insane. And yes, they have not, they didn't allow a touchdown against Oregon. Who's the number 12 team in the country now. Good. But also Sanford and Vanderbilt, the other two teams, they did not allow a touchdown against two to Kent States. Not a great look, but other than that, South Carolina scored one on them. Mizzou scored one. Auburn scored one. Florida scored two. They have some talent. You, um, University of Tennessee scored one. The highest powered offense in college heading into that game. Better than fucking Ohio State's. Scored one offensive touchdown. And it was in Nayland, wasn't it? No, it was in... Uh, oh, it was, it was in... in oh, okay, right, right. It was yeah. in Sanford. Uh, and, and then Mississippi State all scored a touchdown. The fucking air raid. I mean... That is insane. Yeah, it is pretty insane. So, Georgia, I'm sorry. I was wrong. Look at the Alabama player admitting defeat on a a point he made. I'd like to point out, this is twice on this show I admitted I was wrong. (laughs) Oh, thank goodness for that. I said I was wrong about Brian Kelly and LSU, and I said I was wrong about Georgia. I mean, this is what we call personal growth, people. (laughs) We're all growing and learning here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's all we have for this week. Karen, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Not really, no. I mean, I'm just excited for this weekend of uh, 
of college football, mostly because it's coming down to the coming down to the wire, uh, you know, sort of speak. Uh, but also, I finally have enough time uh, during my weekend to actually watch college football instead of studying for this damn FE exam. And for the people that don't know, the FE is the fundamentals of engineering exam that all engineers have to take. And it sucks and it's brutal and it takes up so much of your time. Do it in college and don't do it like I did three years out of three years into a job. That's fair. Uh, Some quick notes though. Next week, we will be having Kelsey on from Hilo sports to talk the iron bowl. He's an Auburn fan. Obviously, I went, he went to Auburn. He is an Auburn alumnus. I am obviously an Alabama alumnus. So that'll be a fucking shit show from start to end. But I do like Kelsey, so I think he will provide some good insights into some things on college football. Uh, after that, scheduling will be a bit different. Uh, Karen's going on vacation. You got some stuff to take care of on the next two Wednesdays. So we might be releasing our show a day early or a day late uh, in the coming weeks after next week. So I'll keep everyone updated. Sorry, guys. Yeah, you brat bastard. Uh, <laughs> and who knows? Maybe we'll have Pat back on to talk Army-Navy in a couple weeks because that's the one game of the – that's the only game that Saturday. So that'll be a good time. I still have to talk about that. But everyone have a good, safe weekend and try not to lose your fucking minds getting through this work week. Short week so, next week. Let's one, get through it. Two, three. <laughs> So they wanted a stable presence, a guy without a lot of scandal, so they hired someone who killed Steve. Yeah, the LSU way. Just going to put that out there just so uh, we don't get sued. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, well, thank you for that. I'm not sure whether I should be offended or taken as a compliment, but, but you know, go on. Put them both in a jousting tournament. It, none of it matters. Texas A&M's going to go 8-4 this year and half those kids are going to transfer. Are you sure? Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.